Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that it can and it will get better. So um, I'm coming in with this. I'm going to try to be quick and hopefully I can answer this question and it won't take too long. But um, I was talking with someone and and it's about narcissism. So again, I don't mind coming in every now and then and answering questions and clarifying things and, uh, you know, doing a message on it. So I believe I have done a podcast regarding the discard phase, but people get confused because you can still it. Okay. So the narcissist can discard you and still be in a relationship with you from your perspective however the narcissist is not in a relationship with you the narcissist is never really in a relationship with you the narcissist will sleep with you they'll have sex with you they'll live in the same house with you but they are not in a relationship with you you can be married to them. You can have children with them. You could share. Pro- it does not matter. The narcissist is never solely with you. You now are in a relationship with the narcissist. So you think, but they are not with you. You have to understand that. I know it is hard to wrap your mind around it. I know it is hard to understand. But once you understand narcissism, you understand that they are in the quote unquote relationship with you for specific reasons. They are not in a relationship with you for the reasons that you think they are in a relationship. They didn't get with you for love for a future they that was never their intent yes it's hard to process yes it's hard to understand because in your mind you're like well if I'm not connected with anybody if I'm not emotionally invested or if I don't love this person if I don't um feel uh attracted to them listen understand the narcissists don't feel the way you feel they don't see things how you see things y'all are not the same so you cannot compare yourself to the narcissist right understand the narcissist aligns themselves with people who can only serve them so this is why they need multiple sources of supply like they need oxygen so everybody in the narcissist's life will play some sort of role because you have to understand the narcissist is very codependent and because of their codependency they cannot do they can't do it on their own so they need various sources of supply For this particular reason, right? So they need someone to help balance them out emotionally, mentally. They need someone to help them financially. They need someone to problem solve. They need someone who's going to financially, you know, either 
their businesses, their ideas, take care of their cars, whatever. Like it's always something. This is why they need supply. Because here's the thing. If they dumped all of that on one person, they know if if they dump all of that on one person all at the same time, they know that that person is going to run like hell. Because the person will realize very early that it's too much. And so this is why they need multiple sources of supply so that they can dish out all of their abuse in spurts. And this is why they don't abuse everybody in the same way. So this is another reason why they sometimes most unlikely will be in situations for long periods of time because people don't really get to fully see and feel the abuse. You you understand what I'm saying? And so clear and firm boundaries is necessary. And I'm going to explain to you why. So they would discard you while they're in a relationship with you when they find something new, right? Because this is new. It's fun. It's exciting. It's feeding their illusions, feeding their fantasies, their desires, whatever it is, whatever it is that they gravitated towards in this in the new supply you'll notice and you'll see how their behavioral patterns will change how they dress what they want to eat the music that they listen to uh the cologne that they wear you'll you'll notice you know now all of a sudden they want to get their let's just say they, you know, now they're, you know, they cut their hair a certain way or they might start to wear particular types of jewelry. It's little subtle details, just random changes in their behaviors. You know, they'll, you know, start eating things that they normally don't eat or, um, you know, they'll go and get manicures and pedicures and they'll start, you know, whatever it is, right? They'll do whatever it is they need to do and they would shape shift. So because narcissists don't have a true sense of self, they don't know who they are, they're not authentic, they will become who they need to be to attract that person, to allure them in. And then once they get comfortable, here comes the discard phase, right? Because now they lured you in. Now they learned, you know, little things about you. (coughs) Excuse me, that's the truth bless me um they've learned little things about you now they've kind of figured you out because they're very observant they're very observant and this is how they begin this is how they can shape shift because now they know your work schedule now they know uh because they've talked to you and they've extracted certain information from you right and so now they kind of you know, have you figured out so now they can implement their tactics on you. You see, they don't get into relationships to really genuinely fall in love. They don't they they don't feel emotions the way you feel. So this is why they will ghost you. So they'll kinda you'll notice that your current situation with them will kinda, you know, simmer down take a toll, you know, take a, a little turn or now they might even become cold towards you, distant. 
they'll start to uh, devalue you, right, and discard you in a way where now they're like, oh, you're, mind you, it's, it's so subtle that you don't even recognize it. So while they're with you, they'll adore you, they'll praise you, you know, they'll worship you all in the beginning, right? And then they'll do little subtle things like, you know, oh, I don't really like you to wear this. Oh, I think you should wear this. Oh, I don't think you should. Oh, don't do your hair like this. Oh, don't wear. And then before you know it, they have, they, they, they slowly begin to drain you. And then once they drain you, you don't even realize that your physical appearance is changing, your hair, your your body, uh, your habits, your behaviors, you're more tired, you're more exhausted, the energy vampires, you have to pay attention to this, right? So now they'll tell you, oh, you're fat. Oh, uh, you know, like they'll make it seem like you're less desirable. Uh, they would tell you things to kind of break down your self-esteem and it confuses you. And that's all because now they don't see you, the supply, as that new shiny thing. So now, because they got something that's new, now they got something that's shiny, something that they can play with and toy with and manipulate because they already manipulated you to the point where they needed you to be to serve them. So they would discard you. And now this is the time that they're usually entertaining some sort of supply. And so they don't really want you to leave. They don't want you, but they don't want you to really leave them because they need you for whatever it is that they need you for. So whether it's, you know, they have their drinking buddies, the people, the girls that they could, like I'm speaking in terms of like guy, girl, right? So if you are the female, right, and you have a male narcissist, you know, he knows the girls that he can call and drink and smoke with and party with and hang with and lay up with and do low vibrational stuff. He has those types of girls, right? Then he knows the ones that's going to be ready, willing, and able at any time because they're very lustful. So he knows what kinky fetishes and things that he can call, you know, he can call her for that. Or, you know, let's have some quick, you know, sex at work or in the car or whatever. He knows who he can call for those types of things. Then if he needs, you know, somebody who's going to feel sorry for him and nurture him and uh, be empathetic to whatever the situation is that he's currently going through because the narcissist is always going through something you know he knows who he can call and depend on financially so he'll call that one and you know plead a story of some crisis that he's going through and you know he knows that he's going to get money so they know how to play the game but they don't get they tech they 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 give like i said in spurts in pieces like you know they don't because if you do this to all, if you lay it on all at one time, people would run like hell because they would see this person quickly for who and what they are. And because you don't get to see them and that, you know, when their mask completely drops off, it's usually the one who is the closest to them. And, and this is why a lot of the narcissists really don't want you to get that close to them because they don't. They can't keep up the mask for too long. They can't. They absolutely can't. And it doesn't matter how much money you give them. It doesn't matter how much sex you give them, how much time you give them, how much, you know, car, whatever it is. This is why the boundaries part come in. 
Start telling them no. Once you start telling them no, once you, you know, it's nothing wrong with being in a relationship and you helping your partner. That's one thing. But if you get into, this is a major red flag. If you get into a situation and you are constantly giving, constantly giving, and they give in spurts, like I said, it's all in spurts. It's never consistent. It's never a regular, consistent thing. Their patterns, their behaviors, their ways is very erratic. It's very up and down. And another thing to look for is when the narcissist, if they do anything for you, trust me, they're looking for something in return. They would, you know, they would make you feel guilty for something that they technically should be doing. Because technically, this is somebody who you're with, right? You're in a relationship with them. So you think. So they will make you feel guilty. But when you try to hold them to that same standard, they it's, now it's a problem. It's an issue. You know, they would never reciprocate that back to you. So these are some red flags that you would have to look at. So even though you are in the relationship with you, they would repeat this cycle over and over and over again. And so the narcissist never really discards anyone because they're so codependent. Like I said, they need people like they need oxygen. So if you see them get very cold, very, uh, they're always disconnected, but like they would start an argument, they will start a fight, they would do all of these crazy things and then they would return with like no apology or it, it's almost as if they want to blame you for why they acted the way they act. See, this is why they need people to regulate their emotions. It's never a genuine apology. And their behavior, because of the inconsistencies in their behavior, that's that up and down roller coaster. It's never consistent. So these are little things that subtle clues and things that you red flags that you have to look for and pay attention to while you're dealing with a person who is primarily a narcissist they will discard you in a heartbeat with no remorse with no regard they would do it in the worst way but you would really see the discard when you start to set clear and firm boundaries and simply say no when you simply start telling them no. It's like, think about how a kid reacts when you go to the store. And you're like, you know, maybe every day, let's say a week straight, right? You go to the store. Can I get this candy? You know how kids are. Can I get this candy? And you're like, okay, just get one candy. The next day, oh, can we go to another store? Oh, can we get this candy? And you'll notice that a whole week straight, this kid has picked up candy. And then the second week, you're like, listen... We're going to the store. Don't pick up any candy because last week we had candy. Candy is not good for you. And the kid is like, okay. And what happens? You get to the store. And the kid asks you, can I have a candy? And you're like, no, didn't I tell you? That kid would throw a whole fit. They would roll around on the floor, throw a tantrum. I hate you. Kick, scream. Oh, you're mean. Oh, you never let. Mind you, last week, you let the kid have a candy every day. But this week, 
they hate you. You're the worst person in the world. You're the worst mom. You're the worst dad. Oh, you make me sick. I don't believe you. Why? That's a narcissist. That's the way a narcissist behaves. They literally are children. They will act like you never did anything for them. They would act like you never cared for them, like you never gave them a dollar, a penny, a nickel. They would act like they, you know, you, 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 you're not paying all the bills, like, you know, like uh, you never, like they, they, it's the weirdest thing. It's the craziest thing to experience. And so when you get to the discard, the discard stage, they would say some crazy stuff. They would tell you the most vindictive, mean, nasty, cruel, spiteful, hurtful things. And it's to the point where you look at them and you don't even recognize who the hell that person is. It's like you literally see the demon come out of them. And that is because they dropped the mask. They dropped the mask so low that now it's like you can't even bounce back from it. And so that's who they really are. That's who they really are. And they were wearing a mask the whole time and pretending they did not want you to see them in that way because they know. If you saw them in that way, that you would run like hell. You would never entertain them. You would never be in a relationship with them. You would never um, think that this is somebody who you could, you know, have a family with, have kids with, uh, marry. Like you would, you would never want to be around that type of person because you see the dark side of them the demonic side of them because it seems like when they get to that point they literally i mean there's no other word to describe it but possessed I, i'm sorry it, it it it's very dark and i mean you you can't argue with that and you know this is why you see the parents they just grab the kid and be like let's go come, come let's go and then the kid is in the car. They're screaming all the way to the car, and they're kicking and screaming. And they say they say things. Oh, you you know they you hear kids some of these kids how they talk to their parents, and you're looking at the parent like, what the hell? Like you don't have control over your kid. That's a narcissist. So I hope this brings some clarity. I hope you know this gives you just a general idea. Uh, the unfortunate thing is they don't change. They can't change. They don't get better. It only gets worse. And once you see a narcissist in this way, it is so hard to unsee it. It is so hard to unsee it. Because when I tell you, they are the most contradictory, uh, personality disordered people that you could ever encounter. I'll leave you with this one example. So, um... This particular year, this particular year, uh, I was pretty much like, like I said, I was, uh, it was just like, uh, whatever, right? So Mother's Day came. This man made my Mother's Day miserable. That's a whole nother podcast because I'll probably do another one because the holidays is coming. Narcissists will always ruin holidays because that's what they do, Right. So it was Mother's Day and this man made my Mother's Day so miserable. I was over it. And um, he went on his little tyrant, his little tangent. And he was like, oh, for Father's Day, I don't want nothing. Don't do nothing for me. I'm going to just go. I'm going to just. So me and the girls was like, okay. So Father's Day was coming around. And 
we just so happened we was in Walmart and he said he made the comment like oh for Father's Day uh are are y'all be are we are y'all taking me to IHOP so I looked at him my daughter looked at me and we all looked around confused and dumbfounded and I was like no I, I didn't have any plans to take you to IHOP and the look on his face was so so pitiful and so sad I was just looking at this man like did he lose his mind did he not forget the whole tangent and how he ruined Mother's Day and how he went off and all the things that he was saying and so he was like so he now he looking now you can see the now you can see the anger come over him right and he's like oh oh what, what you mean and I said but you said that you didn't want anything for Father's Day you said that you didn't want us to do anything for you for Father's Day and so now he's like oh well just because I said I didn't want it but don't mean that 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 you don't have to do anything so now me and my daughters again we're standing there confused and we're looking back and forth at each other and we didn't know what to say we was just like and he was having like a whole meltdown because we didn't plan anything we didn't want to do anything we, we really didn't we didn't want to be we didn't want to be around him I'm gonna be honest with you we did not want to be around him because he was such a tyrant he was so unpleasant to be around he wasn't a good father so what the hell are we celebrating like to be honest what are we celebrating right so he was so pissed when I say he was so pissed I didn't buy a car usually I would at least try to go and buy a card or maybe some balloons or you know a father's day gift maybe some cologne why am I buying you cologne so you could go spray up cologne and go lay up with the next chick been there done that okay like I I wasn't buying I I stopped buying him the watches I stopped buying him you know the airpods I stopped buying him well it wasn't airpods I didn't buy him like the beats I stopped buying him all of that stuff I, I wasn't doing it he didn't deserve it he wasn't a good father he wasn't a good man he wasn't a good person like so so father's day came around we didn't do nothing he was pissed he was so angry you know because their feelings get hurt really bad you know that that you cause a narcissistic injury and so oh you couldn't tell me he didn't hate us (laughs) but you know then I, i i didn't quite understand narcissism and I wasn't as aware how deep-rooted narcissism was at the time but you know those are the little things that led up to me ultimately like all right I'm done because that mask just that mask just it was falling and when I say it was falling it was falling hard so you know and then as time went on you know he really started to treat us bad I mean it was bad you know because at the end and they say that the discard phase when they when they don't think that you're going to leave right they would treat you bad 
Like, I mean, it gets like whatever they've been doing is magnified. And when I tell you it got to the point where it was so obvious, it was blatant, it was disrespectful, it was no remorse, it was nothing. And I was just like, yeah, no, mm-mm. yeah, no, mm-mm. this is this is it's no return after this because what? And again, narcissists have this thing called free will right they they can leave at any time but they refuse to so rather than leave you like physically like permanently leave you and just say you know what this is not working for me and move on and go on with their other supply they would stay with you and they would suck you dry they would torment you abuse you mentally emotionally verbally financially physically if they can whatever it is that they can do they would do it and stay in the relationship with you that's how sick and twisted they are. So you thinking that you're in a relationship there, but they're not in a relationship with you. So they're using you, even in the discard phase, they're still using you for something, a place to stay, uh, what, whatever it is. They will discard you, but still keep you there to use you. So I hope that brings you uh, some much uh, clarification. That was an amazing question. Please feel free to ask. I have no no problems, no qualms with answering any questions regarding narcissism. Like I said, thank God I'm in a space now where I can uh, speak about it. Uh, I don't I don't cry about it like how I used to. Uh, you know, it, it's it's really a lot to comprehend and to process, but um, it's so important. And you know something? I'm probably going to do a podcast. Let me write a note. Because uh, I have I had another... Um, uh, where's my pen? I always try to keep a pen. See, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, so yeah. So really quick, I'm probably going to do another podcast about obsession... And being aware. So stay tuned. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.